Welcome and thanks for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. To learn more about Community Christian Church, visit us online at cccsterling.org. Well, once again, good morning. Welcome to Community Christian Church. So good to have you here. Thank you so much for coming. I just wanted to add a little word to uh, what I sensed during the communion service as I, I went back to my seat and we were singing that closing song. I just felt as though there was some freedom taking place here today. Amen. And I'm going to encourage you, walk in that freedom. You know, the scripture tells us that the enemy continually accuses us before the throne of God. Don't let him do that. You have power and authority over him. You can declare your righteousness because of what Jesus did for you. Go today in the freedom that you received during that communion service. Can you do that? All right. All right, for the past two years now, during the month of June, uh, we've hosted a Sunday morning teaching series entitled Family Matters. We introduced that series two years ago in 2017, came right back with it last year in June of 2018. And during the Family Matters time, uh, for the entire month, uh, in both 2017 and 2018, we addressed single life and family life. We talked to the students and we talked to the seniors and everyone in between. And we did our absolute best to include and to involve everyone in the church community. And because we received such positive feedback, and it just appeared as though the majority of the church benefited from our efforts, we decided to bring it back again this year, making family our June emphasis for the third year in a row. That was your cue to go ahead and applaud. Uh, very important subject matter, especially these days. And right out of the starting gate, as we begin this series this month, even if you currently have some unresolved issues in your family, I want you to hear me say, your family matters. That's right, your family. And it matters because family is God's idea. Did you know it comes right from the heart of God? Family is a divine gift. And by God's design, families are the backbone of any and every society. Families provide love, acceptance, and belonging. They allow or offer a place of safety, security, and support. And when families are functioning the way God intended, they are a powerful force to reckon with. Now, in our world today, we have many different family structures. First, there's the birth family, or the family you're born into. Then there's in-law family, or family by marriage. And you know how tricky that can be at times. There's step-family, blended family, foster family, adopted family, and church family, just to name a few. And this morning, in lesson number one of the series, I want to talk to you about the church family or the church community. And just like any other family structure, the church family comes in all shapes and sizes. And how many know there are no perfect churches? Just like there's no such thing as a perfect family. In today's complex culture, it takes a tremendous amount of work and effort 
and time to raise a strong family, a family where every member feels valued and loved. And in the same way, it takes the same amount of work to build a strong and vibrant and healthy, loving church. And now I'm talking about a church that can truly transform the people who walk through the doors of the church, who walk through the doors of the building, the people who come into contact with a church family. That's the kind of ministry that we're talking about. That's the kind of church that we're after, a church that's transformational. And this was Paul the Apostle's main concern, or one of them, in the masterful epistle he wrote to the church at Rome. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, here's what Paul said. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but what? Be transformed. With God, transformation is a big deal. In fact, the Bible says in Genesis that God created Adam and Eve in his image and likeness. And how many of you know we kind of lost that image a little bit? We don't reflect that same goodness and kindness and mercy and love that God originally gave to us. And God is all about restoring that. And the only way he can do that is through transformation and through change. And that word that Paul used in Romans chapter 12 when talking about being transformed is the Greek word metamorpho. It's where we get our English words metamorphos and metamorphosis, which means wholesale changes. Not a little change, but completely changed in appearance, in nature, and in function, or spiritually speaking, to be changed from the inside out. And friend, this is what should be happening in our churches today. Transformation. When we come into a church service and experience the presence of God like we did this morning, when we stand and interact with the powerful gospel of grace, when we buy into the mission of the church and all that Jesus taught us, there should be significant changes in our lives. We should become unrecognizable to people who don't know that we've made this conversion to Christ. And the only way that that kind of transformation and change is possible is when we completely surrender our lives to God and take ownership of our faith can't be someone else's faith. It can't be that you believed your parents or your grandparents or your sons or your daughters have a faith. We are changed when we take ownership. When the church becomes my church. When the mission of the church becomes my mission. When the cause of Christianity and the gospel message becomes my own personal cause. And that's precisely what was taking place in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. And you have heard me in the past 
passionately preach on these six verses of Scripture. In fact, during the early days of Community Christian Church, back in the 90s, when we were first getting started, I could hardly get through at least, not even one service without making reference to these verses. They're that powerful. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, they, the early church, the first century church, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to the fellowship. The church devoted themselves to the breaking of bread. They devoted themselves to prayer. And everyone, how many people? One more time. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need or she had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the Acts 2 church. This is a transformational church. A church that literally rewrote history and turned the world upside down. This is the kind of church the Holy Spirit is asking us to be. And in those six verses, from my perspective, one of the most important words, one of the most significant words, is the word everyone. Everyone. Can you imagine what everyone looks like? Everyone. Everyone honoring and worshiping the Lord. Everyone using the gifts that God has given them to volunteer their time. Everyone signed up for a life group. Everyone demonstrating compassion and kindness. Everyone showing generosity. Do you know how much power there is in everyone? Please believe me when I tell you, everyone changes everything. Everything. And over and over again, in that little passage that we just read in the book of Acts, the transformational church is described as everyone coming together, all the believers having everything in common, them taking ownership of their faith, them doing what God was calling them to do, not looking for someone else to do what God had given them to do. Now, just one month ago, on the first Sunday in May, we received the missions offering. We've been doing this for the last, I don't know, seven, eight years, maybe longer. Our goal on Mission Sunday was to raise $100,000. With the $100,000 raised, that would finance our entire mission budget for uh, the calendar year of 2019. I told you leading up to the first Sunday in May that if we were going to be successful in raising the $100,000, everyone had to get involved. It's the same case uh, whenever we're doing something. Everyone's involvement leads to success. Everyone participating, everyone contributing, everyone doing the best that they could. And I want you to know that your gifts to the mission budget, whether it was $5 or $5,000, and we had both numbers, 
And both of them are equally important. But those gifts that you gave back in May and continue to give those who pledged, that money's changing lives. It's transforming people. Now, I don't know that the sacrifice that we made on Mission Sunday or since that time, and, and please don't misunderstand me, every time you give, I appreciate it. Every sacrifice you make is a sacrifice to God. It's not easy to give money away regardless of how much or how little it is. And so I don't want you to misunderstand me. I appreciate your sacrifice and your giving, but I don't think that the normal gifts that we gave, the average gift, changed our lifestyle that drastically. Am I right? It didn't really hurt us. I mean, we have, okay, so we didn't buy maybe something that we really wanted. We gave it. But it, did it change our lifestyle? But those gifts, when put together, when everyone gave them, they have the potential to transform multitudes of people living in extreme poverty. Are you getting that? <laughs> Including the poor Lahu Hill Tribe children in Thailand. Our gifts to help the missionaries in Thailand is transformational. And I know you believe me. I know that you don't think I stand up here exaggerating. But just to be sure, I brought in some support. Okay? Arranged for Missionary Lee to be here today. We have been financially supporting Missionary Lee for the past 11 years. He's here today with his wife, Sinju, and his daughter, Sunny. Thank you so much for coming today all the way from Thailand. Appreciate having you. They're going to come at this time, and Sonny's going to translate for Reverend Lee. Hi, everyone. Are you surprised by me? <laughs> Is what he said. I'm much smaller than Pastor Tony. Um, my sister uh, attended Spring Arbor University in Jackson, Michigan. And just like me, my daughter is very small. 친, 친구들이 제큰 딸을 보고 와우 이렇게 작아 놀랍다 그렇게 했어요. And her American friends saw her and said, "Wow, you're so small." <웃음> 그러니까 제큰 딸이 뭐라고 그랬냐면은. And my daughter replied. 너희들 내가 작다고 놀라냐? You're surprised by how small I am. 우리 아빠를 보면 더 놀랄 걸. You're gonna be much more in awe or shock when you see my father. And she told this anecdote to me. And as I was pondering about what she was saying, I said, "Oh, I am very small." Oh, I am very small. 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 I was the most surprising thing was God has used this small man to 그, do great things. 그 
and the and that love that the Lord has given to me is very very surprising. 저는 토니 목사님께서 말씀하신 대로 태국 치앙마이에 Just like Tony, Pastor Tony has introduced us, I am currently serving um, the Lahu Hill Tribe people in Thailand. I would first like to thank the Lord for giving us this opportunity to come over here and tell you. 지난 11년 동안 우리를 후원해 주신 토니 목사님과 성도 여러분께 감사를 드립니다. And I would also really like to Give thanks to Pastor Tony and you all for supporting us and sponsoring us for the past 11 years. 여러분의 후원금은 메아이 선교센터에 있는 중고등학생들의 양육비, 생활비와 교육비로 사용되었습니다. Your support um, has been going into our middle school and high school students for their Um, food for their residential living on our educational campus. 그 학생들 중에는 고등학교를 졸업해서 대학생이 되었고. There are students who graduated high school and have attended um, college. 대학을 졸업해서 초등학교 교사가 된 학생들도 있고. There are some students who've graduated from college and become teachers themselves. 간호사가 되기도 했습니다. There are some nurses as well. 현재 메아이 선교센터에는 중고등학생이 30명이 살고 있고 어린이 선교센터 두 곳에는 110명의 아이들이 살고 있습니다. And in our other two campuses that only oversee elementary kids, there are 110 children. 우리 라우족은 미전도종족이었습니다. Our Lahu Hill tribe was very neglected. 특별히 빨간 라후족, 레드 라후는 더욱 그랬습니다. And within the Lahu Hill tribe, there are also other groups, and we um, minister to the red Lahu Hill tribe people. 그들은 복음을 거절하고 방해하는 사람이었습니다. The red Lahu Hill tribe people rejected um, faith for a very long time. 어떤 사람들은 교회를 불을 태웠고, There are some Hill tribe members who've burned churches. 어떤 마을에서는 예수 믿는 사람들을 마을에서 내쫓았습니다. Um, in some villages they have prosecuted those who have believed. 어떤 마을에서는 선교사가 갈 때에 돌을 던졌고. And in some villages they've even thrown stones and rocks to the missionaries. 어떤 마을에서는 선교사가 마을로 올라오면 불태워 죽여버리겠다고 말을 했습니다. And in some villages they've even threatened missionaries who've gone up to the villages that we will burn you and kill you. 그렇지만 우리는 그곳에 갔습니다. But we still went to that. 하나님이 그들도 사랑하셨고 The Lord has and had loved them. 예수님께서 그들을 위하여 십자가에 죽으셨기 때문에 And Jesus had and has um, and died for their sins as well. 그들에게 가야만 했어. And so we had to go. I had to go. 그리고 그들의 자녀들을 우리가 맡아 길렀습니다. And we have been um, taking care of their children. 그들이 사는 산 마을에는 학교가 없었기 때문에. In the hill tribe villages there are no schools. 그리고 라우족은 태국어를 모르기 때문에. And the Lao hill tribe people do not speak the local language which is Thai. 그들을 센터로 기숙사로 불러서 양육을 했습니다. We've called them to our mission center and to teach them and to really mentor and disciple them. 저는 그곳에서 25년간 사역을 했습니다. It's been 25 years since he's been there. 제가 선교하면서 깨달은 것은 선교는 사랑입니다. And one main thing that I've realized while being there is mission 
is founded on love. 선교는 하나님의 사랑을 전하는 것입니다. Mission is to profess and deliver God's love. 예수 그리스도를 알지 못하는 사람에게 예수의 사랑을 알게 하는 것입니다. It's to really show um, God's love to those who do not know. 사람을 향한 하나님의 사랑을 흘려 보내는 것입니다. It's to overflow God's love unto those who do not believe. 근데 이 사랑이 사람을 변화시키고 This love, this God's love changes people 생명을 구합니다. and saves lives. Let's look into our scripture today. <laughs> It is Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37. Oh, should we all read together? I don't know how you guys do this, but we can all read together, right? All right, verse 25, one, two, go. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went bandaged his wound, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave him an kipper. Look, look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. 오늘 방금 읽은 성경은 우리가 잘 아는 내용입니다. The passage that we have read today is a parable that we all know very well. 강도 만나 죽어가는 사람을 도와준 사마리아 사람의 이야기입니다. It's about a Samaritan who has helped um, a man who has been robbed by a robber. 여러분도 잘 알고 있으리라고 생각을 합니다. You know this parable very well. 이 말씀을 가지고 선교지에서 제가 경험한 것들을 간증하며 말씀을 생각해 보려고 합니다. I would like to um, kind of talk about my testimony through this scripture and through this parable. 오늘 본문은 이렇게 시작합니다. Today the scripture, the parable starts off like this. 한 율법 교사가 예수님께 왔습니다. An expert in the laws came to Jesus and asked. 그리고 예수님을 시험하려고 그에게 질문을 합니다. And asked in a way to test. 
the Lord? 내가 무엇을 하여야 영생을 얻겠습니까? What must I do to inherit eternal life? 그때 예수님께서는 무엇을 행하여야 된다는 것을 말씀하시지 아니하시고. Jesus didn't respond saying, "What do you have to, like? What can you do?" 율법에 어떻게 기록되었으며? And he responded by saying, "What is written in the law?" 그것을 어떻게 읽느냐라고 묻습니다. And how do you read it? 그때 율법 교사는 말하기를. And the um, expert in the law responded. 마음과 정성과 뜻을 다하여 하나님을 사랑하고. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. 내 같이 사랑하라고 쓰여 있습니다라고 말을. And love your neighbor as yourself. 그때 주님은 이것을 행해 그러면 영생을 얻을 거야. Um, and the Lord responded, "Do this, and you will receive eternal life." 그때 율법 교사는 자기의 의로움을 내어 보이려고. But the expert in the law really wanted, was prideful and wanted to show his purity. 내 이웃이 누구입니까?라고 질문을 했어. And asked um, Jesus, "Who is my neighbor?" 이 질문은 내 이웃이 누구인지 몰라서 묻는 것이 아니라. This question, he didn't ask this question because he wasn't aware of who his neighbor was. 예수님, 나는 이 율법을 다 행하고 있어요. He asked this question to have an underlying assumption, like, "Oh, Jesus, I'm doing this all. I am loving my neighbor." 그러면 내 이웃이 누굴까요? Then who is my neighbor? 자기의 의로움을 드러내기 위해서 질문한 것이었습니다. Again, asking this question to show his purity to the Lord. 저는 선교 초기에 um, the first, like the very first time in my mission, 라우 형제들에게 의로움으로 다가갔습니다. I um, approached these Lahu people with having such a prideful heart. 나는 구원받은 사람이었고, I'm saved. 나는 예수로 말미암아 의로운 자였고, uh, through Jesus I have been I'm very pure. 나는 악한 짓을 하지 않는 사람이었고, I don't do any malicious acts. 그들을 돕는 자로 갔습니다. And I went there as a savior's complex to really help them. 그리고 나는 가진 자였습니다. And I am someone who has who's abundant. 호응금을 그들에게 주는 자였습니다. I'm the one who gives them money from the supports that we have. 그래서 내 마음에는 내 생각에는 그들은 나의 말을 들어야 했고. So in my heart, I I thought, oh, they have to, they must listen to me. 순종해야 된다고 생각했어. They have to obey me. 그러나 그들은 그렇게 하지 못했습니다. But they didn't. <웃음> 그렇게 하지 않았습니다. And they still didn't. 해야 할 일들을 하지 않았습니다. They didn't do the things that I told them that they had to do. 내가 하라고 말한 것들을 하지 않았습니다. And they didn't obey to the things that I have said. 그래서 제 마음에 화가 나기 시작을 했어. In my heart, I was. Passionately upset. There was a lot of These people are Lahu people. Very ignorant. So of course they are like this. Okay, you can live like this then if you want to. But then one day, Uh, one of the leaders of the church of a village started um, consuming drugs. He took so much drugs that he just couldn't take it anymore. And in order to buy the drugs, he stole church like property things and. 산마을에 물을 가리가기 위해서. And he, what is it? He stole all the pipes in the churches that were supposed to 
give water to the villagers. 선교용 오토바이도 팔았어. And also sold all the like vehicles that the church was using. 그리고 심지어 우리 선교 센터에 와서 농기구도 훔쳐갔습니다. And came to um, our mission center from the village and sold, uh, yeah, stole and sold all of our what is it? 나중에는 제 방에 들어와서 돈도 훔쳐갔습니다. 돈이요? 돈. Oh, so he sold a lot of the farming utilities, but he also came into our home and stole money. 제가 그때 well. 하나님께 이렇게 기도했습니다. And I prayed to God. 하나님, God. 저 사람 죽여주세요. Please kill this man. 저 사람은 차라리 없는 게 나아요. It's the world is better without him. 저 사람은 하나님의 영광을 가려요. He, he is not living for your glory. 그래서 그 사람을 위해서 그렇게 기도했습니다. And I prayed to God about this man. Like this. Please take his life away. 근데 제가 차를 몰고 가는데 어느 날 driving, 내가 그 사람을 위해서 하나님께 기도해야 되겠다. I just felt a pressing something pressing in my heart so I have to pray for him. I have to pray for him a thousand times. 그런 마음 들었습니다. In my heart that's what I felt. 운전하면서 기도했습니다. 하나님. And as I was driving I was praying God. 이 사람을 극휼히 여겨 주세요. Take pity on him. 이 사람을 극휼히 여겨 주세요. Please take pity on him. 열 번. 10 times, 20번, 20 times, 100번, 100 times, 200번, 200 times. 그렇게 기도하는데 and he prayed like 하나님께서 this. 저의 기도를 바꾸시기 시작했습니다. And God started changing my heart and my prayers. 하나님, God, 나를 긍휼히 여겨 주세요. Pity me. Pity 저 사람을 품지 못하는 나를 긍휼히 여겨 주세요. Please pity me the one who can't even pity. 생명을 구하려고 온 선교사인 난데. I'm here to save lives and save souls. 죽여달라고 구원하는 기도하는 저를 불쌍히 여겨주세요. I'm here to save lives and save souls, but I'm praying for this man to die. Lord, please take pity on me. 그렇게 기도할 때차 안에 성령이 임했습니다. And as I was praying this in the car, the Holy Spirit was just immersed in that moment. 차를 세우고 저는 울기 시작했습니다. I stopped the car and I started crying. 그렇습니다, 하나님. Yes, Lord. 하나님은 나 같은 죄인을 극렬히 여겨주셨다. You have took pity on such a sinner like me. You've loved me. You love me. And you have taken care of me. And I'm unable to do just like what you've done. From then on, I've started to take care of the Lahu Hill tribe people just as God has taken care of me. 이렇게 의로움을 드러내려고 하는 율법 교사에게 내유시 누구입니까라고 질문하는 율법 교사에게. Um, just like this expert in the law who has questioned, who is my neighbor? 예수님은 사마리아 사람의 비유를 말씀하셨습니다. Jesus tells of uh, the story of the this parable of the Samaritan. 이 내용은 여러분이 잘 아시기 때문에. Because you know the story, the parable very well. I will not go in deep details. Um, but what the parable speaks about is somebody was coming from Jerusalem. Was robbed. And was also hit and beaten to almost death by the robbers. 피울려 죽어가는 그 사람 곁을. 제사장과 레위인이 지나갔습니다. Um, there were two people who first passed him, the Levite and a priest. This bloody man on the streets. 
그 강도 만난 사람을 보고 제사장은 도와주지 않았습니다. A priest saw him. This um, man was bleeding to death. But did not help him. A Levi also did not. 우리는 생각하기를 이 사람들의 행함이 나빠. When we think about these pe- these two people, it's like, oh, these are very bad people. 그렇게 생각을 하지만 we think like this. 성경은 예수님은 그것 나쁜 사람이라고 말을 하려고 하는 것이 아닙니다. But Jesus didn't tell this parable to the law, the expert of the law, to show that these people are bad. The 제사장과 레위는 율법에 정결해야만 했습니다. The priest and the Levite were just two people who are very devoted to the law. 거룩해야만 했습니다. Had to be pure, had to be holy. 그래서 그들은 시체를 만지면 안 됐고 and could, were not able to touch the, the bloody body. 피를 손에 묻히면 안 됐습니다. and was not able to um, have blood on their hands. 그들은 정결 예식을 행하여야만 했습니다. And if they were to touch any form of blood then they would have to probably go back to Jerusalem. 성결하라고 말을 하고 있습니다. So that's why in the law they say just stay pure. 그래서 제사장과 레위는 이렇게 생각했을는지 모릅니다. So I'm assuming the priests and the Levite were thinking like this. 내가 만약에 저 사람을 만지면 If I do touch them. 내가 만약에 저 사람을 도와주다가 피를 만지면 If I were to help him and 나는 예루살렘으로 올라가서 정결 예식을 행하고 다시 이 길을 내려와야 되는지 몰라. Then I have to go all the way back to Jerusalem and do the whole ritual and come back down. 그러나 율법에 시체를 만지지도 않아도 되고 피를 만져도 안 해도 되니까 나는 이것을 피해가도 될 거야. But in the law it says as long as you don't touch blood you do not have to do this ritual. So I'm not going to. 율법에 쓰여 있는 대로 행하였습니다. So they were just very obedient to the law. 율법에 있는 율법의 정신인 사랑을 몰랐습니다. Because they were so devoted and expert in the law, they did not know what love was. 율법 그 자체를 행하였습니다. They were just following the law. 그들의 의로움은 their purity 생명을 구할 수가 없었습니다. Did not save a life. 그러나 그 죽어가는 사람 옆으로 사마리아인이 지나갔습니다. And then the Samaritan came along. 유대인은 사마리아인을 멸시하던 사람들이었습니다. The Samaritans and the Jews, Jews, right? Or are not friends. <laughs> 강도 만나 이 사마리아인은 강도 만난 그 사람에게 갔습니다. Um, the Samaritan went over to this. 그리고 Jew 그를 도와주었습니다. And helped him. 왜 도와주었을까요? Why do you think he helped him? 성경에 보니까 그를 불쌍히 여겼다라고 쓰여 있습니다. In the scripture it says it's because he took pity on him. In verse 33. 이 불쌍히 여기다는 단어의 뜻은 this pity means 긍휼이었습니다. 긍휼. 긍휼이 불쌍히 여기. This pity means to take mercy on him. 예수님의 사랑이었습니다. And this was an example of Jesus's love. So he went over the Samaritan and cleaned his wounds. 그를 데리고 주막으로 갔습니다. Took him to an inn. 그리고 도와주었습니다. And helped him. 예수님은 이 비유의 말씀을 하신 후에 after um, telling this parable, 이렇게 율법사에게 질문을 합니다. He questions um, the expert. 내 의견에는 이세 사람 중에 누가 강도 만난 자의 이웃이 되겠느냐? In verse 36, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of a robber? 우리는 여기서 이 성경을 생각해봐야 합니다. We now have to look at this scripture as a whole. 율법 교사의 질문은 the question that the expert asked Jesus. 누가 
was, um, who is my neighbor? But Jesus' question. 누가 강도 만난 자의 이웃이냐고 질문을 했습니다. But Jesus's question in response to the expert was, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the This question means, 내가 사랑해야 할 이웃이 누구입니까라는 질문입니다. Who is the neighbor that you need to love? 예수님께서는 사마리아 사람처럼 너도 가서 그렇게 행하라라고 말씀하셨습니다. Jesus was saying, just like the Samaritan man, go love others. Um, help those who are in need. 그 and actually act upon God's love. That is someone who um, loves the Lord. And that also is an act of loving your neighbor. And this is the life of up someone who wants to live eternally. 이렇게 하는 것이 하나님을 사랑하는 사람의 삶이다라고 말씀하셨습니다. Um, and this is an example of one who loves the Lord. 우리의 사랑은 our love 단순히 가족이나 나의 친척에 국한될 수 있습니다. Our love can be limited to just our family members and our um, what is it like cousins and what? 자기에게 유익된 사람만 사랑할 수가 있습니다. And we might also just love those who, um, like, <laughs> it's a very like what is a transactional love. 그러나 주님께서는 우리에게 말씀하시기를. But God tells us. 가족을 뛰어넘고, 이웃을 뛰어넘고, 민족을 뛰어넘고, 그들을 사랑해라. Love. Others more than you love your family members, love others more than um, your job, and love others more than this whole entire world. People who are poor, 자, those who are hurt, 고아, orphans, 과부, um, widows. 그들 스스로 그 무엇을 할수 없는 사람의 이웃이 되어서 사랑을 베풀으라고 말씀하고 있는 것입니다. Those who do not have enough, give them God's love. 이 사랑을 행할 때에 when you show these loves 사마리아 사람처럼 돈과 시간이 희생적인 수고가 뒤따를 수가 있습니다. There will um, if you once you show these love to people who don't have it's going to be difficult just like the Samaritan there's a lot of sweat there's a lot of effort. 그러나 이 사랑이 생명을 구합니다. will save a life. 우리 어린이 선교센터에 있는 아이 이야기입니다. This is a story that um, a story that I've experienced in the mission center. 제 아내는 오후 2시 반에 어린이 선교센터로 갔습니다. So just like we said, we had two other mission fields um, that take care of elementary students. And my aunt, I mean, sorry, my wife goes to this elementary one at 2 p.m. 그리고 가서 사무실의 문을 열고 청소를 한 다음에 And she opens the office and cleans the area. 오후 4시 반에 돌아오는 아이들을 맞을 준비를 했습니다. And greets the children who come back from school around 4:30 p.m. 아이들이 돌아오면 그들을 맞았고 When the children come, she greets them. 현지 전도사님 사모님과 함께 밥을 지어서 아이들을 줬습니다. And will cook dinner with the local like the Lahu um, pastor there and will serve it to the 그리고 children. 그리고 아이들이 공부하기 직전 30분 1시간 동안 and just before the students 
the children start doing their homework and studying. 아이들에게 이렇게 말했습니다. Um, my wife would tell the children. 몸에 상처 있는 아이들은 다 이리로 와. Come to me to, uh, for those. Uh, come to me if you are in pain or anyone who's hurt. 아이들이 초등학교 1학년, 2학년 아이들이 왔습니다. Elementary, like what first, second grade kids will come. 다리에 상처난데 약을 바르고. And she will put band-aid on. 붙여주고. To those who have any scars, bleeding. 기도를 해주었습니다. And we'll pray with them. 이 아이들이 매일 매일 오는 거예요. Every day she does this every day. 그런데 그 중에 티라덱이라는 아이가 있었습니다. There's this one particular child. His name is Tiradek. 초등학교 2학년 아이였습니다. Um, he's in second grade. 얼굴은 표정이 하나도 없었고. His face was very dark. 늘 슬픔에 차 있는 아이였습니다. And there was a lot of um, sadness in his eyes. In 그가 his 입는 옷은 한 벌뿐이었습니다. And every day he will wear the exact the same shirt because that's all he had. 우리 전도사님이 말하기를 The Lahu pastor would say 선교사님 이 아이는 방학 때에도 집에 안 가려고 그래요. Oh missionary Lee this child this Tiradak child doesn't even want to go home during breaks. 집에 가면 Because when he goes home 새끼를 먹지 못하기 때문이에요. He doesn't even get to eat three meals a day. 그 말을 듣고 제가 제 아내와 함께 산에 있는 티라덱 집을 찾아갔습니다. When I heard this, I, my wife, I took my wife and I to Tiradek's house up in the village. 그 집에 가서 보니까 할머니가 티라덱을 돌보고 있었습니다. And when we went there, uh, we saw that uh, Tiradek's grandma was taking care of him. 조그만 집에. A very small house. 조그만 대나무 집에. In a very small bamboo house. 아주 컴컴한. Very dark with no electricity. 그 할머니는 제게 이렇게 말은 하는 거예요. The grandmother told me. 선교사님, 나 너무 고통스러워. Missionarily, I'm in so much pain and suffering. 할아버지는 병들어서 움직일 수 없고. My husband is sick and can't move. 나는 매일 하루 하루씩 일을 하러 가요. And every day I have to go out and work. 일을 하면. When I work. 200 바트를 받는데 약 6불을 받는데 When I work one day I get 200 baht which is then 6 dollars. 3불은 공부하는 내 딸을 주고 The 3 dollars goes to my daughter who's studying. 3불은 쌀을 사서 밥을 먹어요. And the other remaining 3 is for us to eat. 근데 일이 없으면 But if there's no work 난 굶어야 해요. I have to starve. 티라데 아빠는 Tiradek's father um, was actually drug dealing, and then when the police came, he ran, he ran away to Burma. Tiradek's mother actually was sent to prison because of the drugs that her husband was dealing with. So the grandmother said, I'm taking care of these three people and I'm, it's very difficult. I don't even have any money to buy him soap. I don't even have money to buy him a toothbrush or toothpaste. But this Tiradek child, 
He wasn't physically in pain. 마음이 아픈 아이였어요. He was his heart was pain. There he he lacked his mother's love. 아빠가 보고 싶은 아이였어요. He missed his father so dearly. 그는 매일매일 아프다고 우리에게 왔어요. And he would come to us every day. I'm hurt. I'm 눈에 in pain. 보이지 않는 상처를 가지고 왔어요. And he came to us with with the pain 물었... that we couldn't see. 제가 물었습니다. So I asked him. 티라데 아프니? 티라데 are you hurt? 아파요. And Tiradek responded, "I am." 그 아이가 말은 아픈 곳에서 손을 대고 기도를 했습니다. So I took his hand and I prayed. 그래. Yes. 우리가 이 아이의 부모가 돼야지. We have to be his father. Parents. 우리가 이 아이를 품어. We have to take care of him and love him. 그렇게 3개월, 6개월이 지날 때에 Three months, six months have gone by. 이 아이는 얼굴이 밝아지기 시작했습니다. His face started to light up a little bit. 제 아내는 티라덱의 옷을 사서 And um, sometimes my uh, my wife would buy children's clothes and will give it to the pastor. Please give this to Tiradek. 그리고 할머니가 사줬다. And tell him that his grandmother bought it for him. 그렇게 그 아이를 품었습니다. And that is how we discipled him. That is how we took care of him. 사랑하는 성도 여러분. Friends. 저는 이제 말씀을 마치려고 합니다. I'm about to finish. <웃음> 저희 CBS 라디오 프로그램에서 In Korea there is a radio program called CBS. 저보고 프로그램 하자 그러더라. And they connect uh, they reached out to me and say, "Hey, do you want to be part of this?" 그러면서 제게 하는 말이 And they told me, 선교사님 재미있어야 돼요. Missionary, you have to be funny. 재미없으면 청취자들이 안 들어요. If you're not funny, no one's going to listen to you. <웃음> 그래서 제가 그랬습니다. And I responded. 저는 재미있는 게 없어요. There's nothing funny about my life. 하지 맙시다. So I'm not going to do it. 전 사실 선교지에서 재미가 없었습니다. To be honest, I was it was not a very fun life in the mission field. 애통이었습니다. 고통이었습니다. There was a lot more pain and 내가 suffering. 내가 고생했기 때문에 고통이 아니라. It's not because I was suffering. 저는 산을 세 시간씩 걸어 다녔습니다. Um, but 산을 세 시간씩 걸어갔습니다. He walked up the mountains for three hours. 저는 라우족에 가기 위해서 강을 헤엄쳐 건너기도 했습니다. And to get to the villages, he's also he has he had swam across the rivers. 그들과 함께 잤습니다. And he slept with them. 그들과 함께 먹었습니다. And he's eaten with them. 이 옷은 그들이 지, 손으로 지어준 옷인데. And the shirt I'm wearing right now is something that they handmade for me. 제가 10년 사역하고 안식년 나올 때에 10년 사역하고 안식년 나올 때에. And after um, 10 years of serving and I came out to Korea for a year. 우리처럼 먹고 살살아 주어서 감사해요라고 해서 지어준 옷입니다. After 10 years of serving them and coming out for a furlough, they've the Lahu people told my uh, told me missionarily thank you for You know, sharing, doing life with us, sleeping with us, eating with us. Their poverty was my pain. And their suffering was my suffering. And their physical pain was my physical pain. And their 
drug dealing and being in prison was my pain. 그들 자녀들이 소망이 없는 것이 저의 고통이었습니다. And their children being left without any hope. 학교에 다니지 못하는 아이들이 나에게 고통이었고. Children who couldn't go to school was my pain. 약이 없어서 아편을 먹는 그들을 보는 것이 저의 고통이었습니다. Um, and them living life without medicine and like things like that was my pain. 저들의 고통이 나의 고통이 되었습니다. Again, my, their suffering was my suffering. 주님은 제게 이렇게 말씀하셨습니다. The Lord spoke to me like this. 고통 속에 있는 그들에게 um, those the Lahu people who are suffering 그들에게 가라. Go to them. 가서 사마리아 사람처럼 행하라. Be like a Samaritan to the Lahu people. 라우 사람들의 이웃이 되어 주어라. Be their neighbor. 그리고 그곳에 머물러라고 하셨습니다. And stay there and do life with them. 저는 갔습니다. And I went. 주님이 저에게 먼저 오셨기 때문에. And I went because God came to me first. 주님은 저에게 먼저 사랑을 주셨습니다. God showed love to me first. 주님은 저에게 다가오셔서 저를 품어 주었습니다. And I went because God reached out to me and took care of me first. 그래서 저도 거기에 갔고. And that is why I went. 그들을 찾아갔고. And I looked for these Lahu people. 그들에게 머물렀습니다. And I and I have been living life with them. 그들의 자녀가 나의 자녀입니다. Their children are my children. 그들의 아픔이 나의 아픔이 되었고. And their suffering has become my suffering. 그들의 눈물이 And their tears have been my tears. 사랑하는 성도 여러분. Friends and family. 오늘 누가 라우족의 이웃이 될수 있을까요? Is there anyone out there who can be a neighbor to the Lahu Hill? 오늘 누가 마음에 고통 당하는 자들의 이웃이 될수 있을까요? Is there anyone out there who is willing to be a neighbor to those who are suffering? 오늘 누가 가난한 자들의 이웃이 될수 있을까요? To those who are in poverty. 여러분입니다. They're you, all of you. 예수님은 이렇게 말씀하고 계십니다. Jesus says like this. 내가 가서 그렇게 말. Do just like how um, be a neighbor to those who are in need. 메아이 센터에는 지금도 30명의 학생들이 선교사의 사랑을 먹고 자라고 있습니다. In the, currently in the Mayai Mission Center there are 30 um, middle school and high school students. 그러나 산에는 however in the villages 50불이 없어서 공부 못 하고 마약에 몸을 내던지는 젊은이들이 있습니다. There are a lot of young adults who don't have money to go to school and are dealing drugs. 50달러만 있으면 그들을 구원할 수가 있는데 They don't have $50 and that's why they're doing these things. Um, and my pain is and my suffering and my heart is broken because I can't even give them $50 to save their lives. Um, if I have just $30 a month, I can save someone like Tiradek. 티라덕과 같이 굶어가는 아이, 상처받은 아이를 우리가 기를 수가 있는데. To save and to take care of a child who's going through a lot of suffering. 그렇게 못하는 것이 선교사의 아픔입니다. But not being able to do that is 
my biggest burden. 사랑하는 성도 여러분. Friends and neighbors. 여러분이 우리의 이웃이 되어 주십시오. Would you be willing to be our neighbor? 여러분의 사랑이 your love 생명을 구할 것입니다. can save a life. 여러분의 후원은 선교지에서 생명이 되었습니다. Your support for the past 11 years has been very helpful. 여러분의 후원은 선교지에서 소망이 되었습니다. Your support has um, exemplified hope. 여러분의 후원은 선교지에서 하나님의 사랑이 되었습니다. And your support has become God's love for these children. 여러분의 후원은 선교지에서 어린아이들에게 소망을 주었습니다. And your support has given hope to children who's, who have lost hope. 여러분의 후원은 선교지에서 중고등학생들에게 꿈을 주었습니다. And your support has given middle school and high school students dreams, visions and goals. 여러분의 후원은 선교지의 사랑을 낳았고 Your support has planted God's love 또 다른 사랑을 낳았습니다. And it's been overflowing. 고맙습니다, 토니 목사님. Pastor Tony, thank you. 그리고 성도 여러분. And thank you, friends in CCC. 저의, 저에게 선한 이웃이 되어주었습니다. You have been such a good neighbor to me, so thank you. 여러분의 후원은 Your support. 여러분의 사랑의 기도는 Your love and prayers. 제게 하나님의 사랑이 되어 다가왔습니다. Have become God's love to me. 이것이 제가 선교사에 갈수 있는 힘이 되었습니다. And your prayers, love, and support have been strength for me to be able to do God's work in the mission field. 감사합니다. So thank you. Thank you so much. 